Julio here on 720 WGN, live in the Skyline studio. Uh, 18 stories about beautiful downtown Chicago here until 4 o'clock. Coming up a little bit later, Ken uh, Gerhardt is going to join us. He is a uh, an author and a cryptozoologist, and he's got a new book about Bigfoot. We love talking about that kind of stuff. He's been studying the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, the Chupacabra, Mothman, and even werewolves. So we'll get to that. Uh, 312-981-7200 is the uh, phone number, Team Hochberg phone line. And uh, my guest right now is uh, Dave Olson. Uh, Dave is with the Chicago Paranormal Investigators. He's the founder, lead investigator, technical and EVP specialist. ChicagoParanormal.com is the website. Um, uh, Dave's been fascinated with the paranormal for many, many years. He formed a team of investigators to, uh, to assist some people. Uh, with unexplained phenomena, he's also a police officer here in uh, in Chicago, but uh, he does leads paranormal investigations. We love talking about this kind of stuff. And here's uh, Dave. Hello, Dave. Hey, how you doing? Okay, thanks so, for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So you've been a police officer in the Chicago area since uh, 1991. Yeah, I'm going to hit my 29th year uh, in December. Wow! Congratulations, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. So you've worked, for, you know, you, you've worked uh, all over the place, but uh, right now you're working at. Uh, you're you're currently assigned to O'Hare. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, no seniority now. I've been there maybe about two and a half years. Well, what I, what's it like working at O'Hare as a as a police officer? You know, I, I actually love it. My dad um, worked for TWA Transworld Airlines for maybe forty one, forty two years, oh. and I, I remember him bringing me there as a kid. And I just, it's like, to me, working there is like a kid being in kiddie land or something, you know. I, I just love the atmosphere of the airport. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but, it's, uh, it's not, and now you get to be there all the time. Yeah. yeah it, <laughs> and it's not far from my house either, so it makes it a lot, uh, a lot easier. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, so, uh, so what got you into the paranormal? I'll tell you, to be honest, I, I think I'm a little bit on the sensitive side. So I remember as a kid. Uh, just feeling certain things. Uh, I would call it spirit energy, hearing uh, at times disembodied voices. And as I got older, I, I still could hear them at times. And I, I remember one incident calling my, my mom, waking her up and saying, Mom, you know, I'm, I'm it's probably about 10, uh, 11 at night, 12 at night. And uh, I'm like, Mom, I hear muffled conversations, but I, I can't understand what they're saying. Mm. You know, as 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 I got older, I would still hear at times voices, uh, you know, when no one's home. And I'm the type that needs to experience it for myself to truly believe. And uh, so I, as I got older, I still uh, started experiencing stuff, you know, from, uh, I, I guess, just feeling spirit energy, you, you can call it, and at, at times voices also. And so I started buying gear in 2008. And um, I started getting results. And in 2009, I went nuts and bought 
tons of stuff. Uh, I got everything you see out there. And, uh, and I formed a team. Uh, at first, it was uh, a few other policemen uh, with me, but when they got promoted, they just didn't have the time anymore. So basically now it, it's myself, uh, a fireman, a Chicago fireman, Matt, and uh, there's another uh, a police officer and uh, a few civilians. Mm. And that's your team? Yes. Yeah. Now, um, w- w- have uh, have you have other uh, uh, police officers approached you with their stories now that they know that, that you that you do this paranormal stuff? Yeah, yeah. I get quite a few calls or emails, or they track me down, um, and oh, they're like, "Oh, you're the guy that's investigating uh, the paranormal." You know, from from bosses to other patrolmen, and you know, they'll tell their experiences, or they'll say, "You know, when I grew up, my house, I believe, was haunted," and. Or just experiences maybe they had at a, a certain district they, they work in or, or a certain location they went to, you know, uh, during a call. Hmm. Okay. And uh, how often do you do investigations, Dave? You know, it, it, it depends. Uh, I try not I, – I try to limit to once a month uh, just because there's so much work after investigating of going through all the audio, video. And it, it takes me anywhere from – three weeks to a little over a month because I, I go through every video camera, handheld DVR, every voice recorder. And then once I get something, you know, I got to match everything up and it, it just takes me a long time. I, I'm, I'm basically the only one that does, you know, that goes through everything uh, and downloads everything, you know, on my team. And then, uh, you know, sometimes I'll ask for help and I'm so used to going through, all the audio, all the video, I, I know what to look for or, you know, what it sounds like, you know, an unexplained voice and stuff like that. Yeah. How much equipment do you bring on a, on, a, on, on an investigation? And because uh, you, you're mentioning video, you're mentioning audio, what gets set up, what gets brought? And uh, give me give me just a sense of what how you set up and, and, and get through an investigation. Okay, depending on the location and depending on. Um, you know, if it's a house and, you know, if they want it stealth, you know, more stealth mode where the neighbors won't know. But I, I bought a, a used ambulance and I use it as my command center. So a lot of the camera feed from like DVR cameras go into the uh, command center. And the reason I have that is because I like to limit the investigators or people in the house when we're investigating. Cause, uh, you have too many people there. You could corrupt the evidence. You know, if, you know, if you hear when you, when you have a controlled environment and you get a voice, you know, no one's in that house and you could document it with all the cameras yeah, uh, and all the audio. I mean, th- then, you know, but if you have too many people in there, you know, you could corrupt. And you're like, okay, well, I think that's an EVP, but you know, it could be another investigator. Or it could be the homeowner. So I, I purchased his ambulance. So whoever's not investigating at the time has somewhere to go, view the cameras, view some of the live audio and it, you know, it it eliminates the, uh, any uh, audio corruption. Yeah. You know, inside the house. I understand. So, I understand you have a name for your ambulance. Yeah, you know, I, uh, <laughs> we name it Misty. I even <laughs> got a custom plate. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It, it came like it. it. It's a dark blue. It's a uh, it's a pretty cool truck. I got yeah. very lucky to to get it. But right. okay. so once we investigate a, a location, then I, I set up the DVR cameras, run all the power and video cables to the truck. And then uh, set up all the handheld cameras we're going to use, audio, voice recorders throughout the location. And then I got all the specialty items from EMF meters to all the gadgets you see on TV. Yeah. 
Okay. All right, Dave, hang on, all right? Uh, Dave Olson is with us. He is uh, Chicago. He's the founder and lead investigator with Chicago Paranormal Investigators. And uh, you can check out chicagoparanormal.com. He's a Chicago police officer since 1991, and uh, he also investigates the paranormal. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, talk about some specific stuff that he's gone through and investigated. And if you want to jump in, it's Hello, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN, live in the Skyline studio, uh, here until 4 o'clock. Um, my guest is Dave Olson uh, from Chicago Paranormal Investigators. He's the founder and lead investigator. You can check out uh, chicagoparanormal.com. He's also a police officer and been a police officer in the, in the city of Chicago since 1991. And uh, let's say hello to Dave again. Hi, Dave. Dave, you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, well, how, tell me about how you balance your work as a police officer with the paranormal uh, investigating. Well, yeah, I, I keep that uh, most most of the time separate, you know, unless, uh, you know, I, how can I say? Um, yeah, unless I'm having uh, some coworkers that I know, you know, like the paranormal and stuff, I'll have them listen to... Uh, you know, some raw evidence, you know, listen to this. Let me, uh, tell me what you hear or look at this video. Tell me what you see or photo. But basically when I'm at work, I keep the paranormal out of it. Right. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we have someone who has actually investigated with you before on the line. Oh, exciting. <laughs> uh, this is Tony on WGN. Hi, Tony. Hey, how you doing? All right. Hi, Dave. Hey, Tony, what's going on? All right. I was just driving home, and I happened to hear you on the radio, and I'm like, i got to call in and say hi to Dave. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank, thanks, Tony. Tony, tell Man, me. Tony, yeah, go so ahead. Tony, yeah. he, he's outstanding as, as an investigator, and uh, all the stuff, you know, the knowledge. He, he gives tours, and uh, you're like a historian. Tony. Yeah. yeah, I work for Chicago Hauntings, too, but I, I do want to say Dave is – Hands down, the best paranormal investigator in the city. Wow! So that means so, a lot, Tony. I appreciate it. T- Tony, tell me about your experiences. Uh, when did you get in experiences? When did you start to 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 do the paranormal thing? Well, um, it actually started when I was just a kid. Uh, my dad died um, when I had just turned fourteen. Um, I was uh, at his wake. I was up by his casket, and I just kind of thought in my head if he could give me some sort of sign that he's all right, then I wasn't going to worry about him anymore. And at that moment, the lights in the funeral parlor went off, and they came right back on. And that kind of always piqued my interest. Wow, so that's how it started. And then you, and, and that's, then, how uh, that's how it started. And, uh, and what are some of the experiences that you've had, Tony? I mean, you, you, you've, you've worked with Dave. You've done some investigating with Dave. Uh, what, what, are yeah. some, what are some of the more memorable things that you experienced? Well, I remember um, the... Uh, Specifically the Dave, I remember when we were up in uh, the hotel up in Kewanee, Wisconsin. Oh, the Karsten uh, Hotel. The yes. Karsten, yeah, the Karsten Hotel. And uh, we were using the Connect system, and there was that one room where I, I, 
trying to refresh my memory from it all. I think Room 302. 302, yeah. And was, yes. that, was she the maid who became like uh, a mistress to the owner? Oh, no, she, yeah, she was the maid that supposedly uh, hung herself in the room. You know, I, I take it back right. to 310. We, we had two experiences, 302 and 310 is the one you're talking about. Right, where we got the image on the connect of what looked like somebody hanging yes. in, in the room. Wow. Yeah, that we got that, and we also got a couple unexplained voices, EVPs, during that time. Wow. Wow. So, uh, it, so it was you. You investigated this room specifically because the the maid hung herself. Yeah, we investigated uh, the whole hotel, but that's supposedly the the hottest spot at the hotel room three ten. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we got very lucky in that room. But that whole third floor has a lot going on. At times when we were in there, you could hear doors opening and closing. Um, you could hear disembodied voices uh, with your own ears at times. I remember even hearing a, a woman singing or humming. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, Tony, you enjoy doing this kind of work, huh? Oh, I do, definitely. Yeah, yeah he, he's very good at it. Very, that's great. Okay. Yeah. All right, Tony, thanks for the call and thanks for listening. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. Have a good night. Okay, thank take you. Care. You too. Bye. All right. What does it take to, to, to be a good paranormal investigator? Well, you got to have an open mind, but it's also good to be skeptical because um, not everything is paranormal. You know, there's a lot that could be, be explained. And the last thing you want is to go into someone's house, you know, that's maybe scared to death of their own house because of what they're experiencing and automatically saying it's, uh, you know, the noises or the stuff they see or, or hear or feel is paranormal. That's, that's why it's so good that I have uh, Matt, the uh, Chicago fireman on the team. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of the firemen have side jobs, and he's one of them. That uh, The heating and air guy does plumbing. And you, you name it, he does, he does it all. And so it, it's so good to have him in the house. So, he, you know, he goes through everything and, make, you know, he makes sure the noises are here is not the heating and air ducts uh, to plumbing or, or whatever. You know, he's, his first thought is to... To prove that it's not paranormal, and then when he's left with a question mark, you know he can't explain it. Then there's a good possibility, you know, possibility it is. Yeah. What What is the percentage of of uh, of something happening that's not paranormal uh, um, when you discover it? That's not paranormal. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's. I, I would say it's. It's probably fifty, close to fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe sixty forty. You know, not paranormal. I mean, uh, some stuff could be explained. Um, like I said, with uh, just the way the the house, the heating, uh, you know, loose piping could be rattling. And um, but I would say it's at least half, maybe even sixty forty. That could be explained. Okay. All right, and uh, take me through the process of what we do. You get you get phone calls. You get people contacting you about uh, about their uh, their homes or their places. Yes, yeah, either via the email, sometimes calls, uh, Facebook. Um, yeah, and, and, and yeah, it's basically we, we don't take every case. Uh, you know, just because of you know everyone works and. Uh, so we try to prioritize it by uh, what's an emergency. Some people are just very curious and want to know. Um, some of them want to know they're not going crazy, you know, with, with stuff they hear or see in the house. Yeah. 
but the prior, you know, the ones that are priority, especially involving children, you know, and the, you know, the mothers totally scared of the house. And, uh, so we're trying to make that a priority, but we do have to limit. I, I, when I first started, I used to try to take every, every case and it, it's, it's too difficult, uh, especially with work and all the time I have to put after the investigation going through everything. So right. I, I, you know, I try to limit to maybe one a month. Right. Okay. Uh, here's Liz on uh, WGN. Hi, Liz. Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> hey, Liz. How you doing? Hi, Dave. How are you? Good. I appreciate you staying up late. I know. I go to bed early, but hey, I knew uh, something special was happening tonight. So, Liz, you've uh, been part of these investigations as well? Yes. I was very, very fortunate, actually, to investigate with Dave. I mean, if you want a real experience and something, you know, a lot of people have their doubts and don't trust uh, evidence, but I can assure you that uh, Mr. Olson is the real deal, and he will definitely capture um, things that you never imagined you would capture, photographs, uh, voices, uh I mean, everything you can imagine. So um, he's a real deal. Now, how did you get involved yeah. with uh, the paranormal, uh, Liz? Did you have a personal experience? Oh, I have a lot of personal experiences, but one of the ones that kind of got me into it was um, I went on a guest uh, ghost hunting um, event, and I was lucky enough to be taken aside by one of the leads of this uh, event, and I was able to, I felt like I was going to speak with my father, and I did. Um, and because I speak Spanish, one of the, um, how it was made real for me was when they asked, is this your father who, is this Liz's father who's speaking to her? And the answer was "C," si, which means yes right. in Spanish, obviously. And nobody there knew I spoke Spanish. So I knew that was my father, you know, saying, hey, I just want you to know I'm talking to you. So it was pretty cool. And ever since then, I've been a full believer. And um, just, you got reported I don't know how to your father. Con- contacted with Dave. How did we? Oh, yeah, that's right, with Jen. Yeah. That's how I, I got to meet you. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right, Liz, thanks for the call and thanks for listening. Hey, Nick, I yeah. just want to tell you, I saw you perform DJ, I mean, uh, Dick Danger, DJ. Uh, oh, you did? Uh, <laughs> yes, you were amazing. Thank, Noah Simon is my friend, just to you. let you know. Thank you, Liz. I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Uh, that was a play I was in some years ago. Um, <laughs> Dave, hold on, okay? Sure. All right. Uh, yeah, Dick Danger. I was the villain. <laughs> wow, Liz, that was a long time ago. That was like 2002. Uh, man, oh man. Okay, we're talking with Dave Olson. Dave Olson, uh, who is uh, the founder and lead investigator uh, for Chicago Paranormal Investigators. You can check out chicagoparanormal.com. White Snake. <laughs> That's not the song, is it though? No, no. You you always say it to Starship. Yeah, Starship. I always forget. Yeah, yeah this is right. Benjamin Orr. That's Ben Orr. Yeah, that's yeah. right. From the Cars. 
solo Benjamin Orr. Hello, it's Nick DeGilio on 720 WGN, live in the Skyline studio here till uh, 4 o'clock. Ken Gerhardt is going to join me. He is a cryptozoologist and an author. Um, And, uh, you know, he's been traveling the world searching for evidence of mysterious creatures, including Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, Chupacabra, and the Mothman, even werewolves. Getting into that. And we're talking paranormal stuff right now. Dave Olson is the founder and lead investigator at Chicago Paranormal Investigators. Uh, ChicagoParanormal.com and uh, talking about some uh, some paranormal activities. Hi, Dave. Hello. <laughs> Hello. All right. Um, so you've been doing this now for uh, for 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 how long now? Uh, 2008, I started. That's when you started. Uh, but 2009, I formed a team. That's when you formed the team in 2009. Yes. Yeah. Is it still the same team that you work with now? No, it's. Uh, yeah, I started out, it was mainly uh, policemen, but when they got promoted, uh, right. you know, I had to fill in with other people. So I have one other policeman, a fireman, and then uh, a handful of uh, civilians or, you know, regular people. Right, right. Regular jobs, yeah. Okay. Uh, what about this, uh, what about these, the equipment that you have? Uh, you know, you said that you have a lot of equipment. You said, in fact, that you were quoted as saying, I went nuts and bought, <laughs> bought everything. Yeah, you know, people say I have more than the networks do. And it's, yeah. So tell me so about, I, tell, I, tell, tell so, me about the, the, some of the equipment and the training that you had to do to, to, to be able to use it. All righty. Uh, I'll start out with, uh, a lot of night vision cameras, um, from DVR cameras to handheld like Sony night vision cameras to thermal imaging, which is uh, basically like the military and stuff. It uses, uh, you know, if, if it sees a person, you, you'll see heat. And basically uh, with the paranormal, you don't want it to show heat. You know, if, if it's heat, it's something living. Yeah. Or it's a reflection of you or an animal. Right. But, uh, you know, if it's, if it's not, in, um, then it's going to be dark, you know, more of a cold cold spot like a dark blue yeah but that 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 really helps especially if you're doing an outside investigation because of all the animals and stuff that are are out there making noises and you know walking through the woods or a graveyard or whatever but um a lot of voice recorders you know uh they vary in cost you know from uh zoom handies to sony's um emf meters there's so many different types of uh emf meters and they're basically Used for the, they're trying to communicate with spirits and pick up their energy. Mm-hmm. Um, specialized equipment from, uh, like Tony was talking about, the Connect system. They have a SLS camera, uh, the Connect, and that was basically started out for gaming systems. But uh, it's it's basically it it tracks you now if it picks you up and, and you're in front of the camera. It's going to show you as a stick figure. Ah. Now, the theory, theory with these uh, cameras is when there's no one there or if there's something that pops up beside you and you're there alone, and the theory is that it's picking up uh, spirit energy and it's turning it as a stick figure. Now, I was very skeptical when the stuff first came out, but there's I recorded stuff and got stuff that's just unexplainable. And a lot of times, if I pick up something that could be... Uh, evidence I, I like to pick up something else like say if i if i pick up a stick figure i think it's more credible if i also get a voice that's not ours during that time oh I so, got you know yeah. I, I like to get multi pieces and then put it together yeah but um 
let's see, uh, yeah, I got drones to you name it. I <laughs> I have it. Yeah. So you, you know, you're, 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 you're basically you're you're you got everything covered. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, we got some people on the line. Here is uh, Brian on WGN. Go ahead, Brian. Hi, Dave. How's it going? Good. How about you? Okay. I was going to tell you there's a haunted house if you wanted to see it, or it's, I don't know if it's haunted, but it's been empty for ten years. It's in Wooddale. If you go down uh, Wooddale Road south of Irving Park Road, about a minute, and then you come to that stop sign. Look on the left. That house it's so, out there. Okay, uh, on uh, Wooddale Road. You said it off of the Villa Road later, but it, it, it's only about a minute south of Irving Park Road on Wooddale okay. Road. And you get to the stop sign, just look to the left at that house, that property, in the ruins back there. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it, it are there rumors about whether or not it's haunted? Or is that, is it, have you heard well, that? Well, I've, I've heard stories. I've just been by on my bike over there a lot, and I keep going faster every time. It's, <laughs> one of, it's the kind of place when you see it, it gives you the creeps. Ah, uh, I gotcha. All right, well, there you go. Thank you. Uh, Wooddale, Irving Park. All right, Brian. Do you get a lot of uh, suggestions like that, Dave? A lot of people say, hey, you got to check out this place and check out that place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of times it's up to the property owners. And then, you know, depending on what the rumors and the stories behind it to see if it's worth everyone's time. Because a lot of times um, we'll have to take off work or burn a vacation day, you know, and then the cost that goes with it. Because, you know, we don't charge anybody. So, you know. It's, it's on our time, so we got to, for the most part, make it worth the wild, you oh, know, yeah. that it's a decent case or decent location. Yeah. Especially if we got to take off work. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Uh, here's Linda on WGN. Hi, Linda. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Yeah. Uh, when I was telling your producer, my husband was in the hospital. He got an infection in his knees. He had them replaced. We thought everything was doing well. But he ended up getting sick. I had been to see him earlier in the day, and he had a real bad case of a diarrhea that was terrible. I went home. I couldn't sleep that night, so I got up, and I'm listening to the radio and reading. And through the house, there was this horrible smell like his hospital room. And I thought, gee whiz, what the heck is that? I looked at the clock. It was 20 after 2. At uh, 2.30, the phone rings, and it was the doctor from the hospital telling me my husband had coded, but they brought him back, and he was doing okay. So he's asking me all kind of questions about my husband and ulcers. My husband didn't have ulcers. He didn't even need to take an aspirin. I was the one with the high blood pressure and everything. And But anyway, as he's talking to me, he tells me, he says, oh, I got to leave. They're taking him back to, they're going to take him to ICU. I say, hey, wait a minute. You said I didn't have to go. And then he says, well, he might feel better if you're here. And it made me angry because I could have been on my way already. So I called my two sons. And they met me at the hospital. I was there by about quarter after three, and it's from near the Indiana border to Mercy Hospital. It's good travel. And I made it there in, I don't know, record time. But anyway, we got there. They took us to the ICU. And when we walked in, my one son is a paramedic for the city. The other one is first responder, 
for uh, a fire department in the suburbs, and I also know something of it. We walked in there. It wasn't right. His coloring wasn't right. The breathing they had, his chest was rising too high. He was ice cold. And my son looked, and he checked him. He says, Mom, Dad's been gone. He says, a little while. And I says, they said that he was okay. But at that time, we, I says, that must be when he passed away. But so Are you thinking that, that he came to visit you when you were smelling the, that, that smell in your house? Yeah, right. And since then, I, I never smoked. My mom never smoked. And I'm living in her house. We, I would get cigarette smoke real strong. And he and my dad smoked. And finally, one night, I was getting it real strong. And I said, hey, is that you, Daddy, or is it Bob? What do you guys want? What do you want to tell me? And it, it got kind of strong, and then it left. Like, I took it as a thing of things are going to be okay, maybe. Mm. But that's happened. It could be one of way times. of it could be one way of them trying to communicate to let him know if he was you know if, they, if he was a smoker and uh, that's you know his energy could uh, could be back in the house and uh, and that's one way you know if he loves smoking that's one way of him maybe letting him letting you know that he's there. These are, are these kinds of experiences that uh, like that Linda had is that common? Do you hear these a lot? Similar stuff. Yeah, you know, especially when it comes to uh, near death or, uh, you know, just before, just after someone passes away where people, you know, maybe get visited or or get a strange call or a a strange text message or something. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, they'll see see that person, a, a glimpse of them, you know, before they pass. And it seems like it's their way of you know, saying goodbye or something before they, uh, you know, move on or whatever they do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Linda, thank you for the call. Thank you for sharing your story. 312-981-7200. Dave, hang on. I want to talk about some specific places that you, uh, that you visited, that that you visited uh, in the past. And if uh, anybody wants to jump in, 312-981-7200. We're talking paranormal uh, investigations with Dave Olson, leader and founder of of uh, the uh, Chicago Paranormal Investigations. You can check out chicagoparanormal.com. And uh, if you want to jump in with uh, your story or a question, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN, here till 4 o'clock. At 4 o'clock, we head over to uh, Bradley Place, to the TV side of WGN, get some news from them, and then uh, the great Bob Surratt at 5 for your morning drive. Uh, coming up after midnight, uh, Ken Gerhardt is going to join us. He is an author and a cryptozoologist who uh, studies things like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, the Chupacabra, the Mothman, even werewolves, and he's got a new book. It's The Essential Guide to Bigfoot. He loved talking about Bigfoot, or Daryl, as he's now known, thanks to the Geico commercials. Um, we're going to do another round of It Came from Amazon, which uh, are real products that are available on Amazon that were reviewed with real reviews. Some of these things are hilarious. The customers who actually purchased or used these items reviewed them. 
Um, we're going to talk about weird phobia, phobias and most common phobias. Uh, we're going to talk about marketing slogans and product slogans because KFC is ditching finger licking good because of uh, the coronavirus. <laughs> because of the coronavirus. So and much more. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred is the phone number, and the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Dave Olson is my guest, uh, founder and lead investigator for uh, Chicago Paranormal Investigators, chicagoparanormal.com. Dave? Yes. uh, Let's talk a little bit about some of the specific uh, investigations that you've done. Tell me one of the more memorable ones, ones that you really found some stuff and it was probably pretty creepy and all that. I'll tell you, in the Chicagoland area, um, the Congress Theater that's off Milwaukee. Yep, um, been there several times. Yeah, that, that place has a lot going on. Really? I actually, uh, when, that investigation that I did there, I, I was there maybe three, four times. And, uh, part of it made the biography channel. I got lucky and made the TV. Um, but that has a lot going on in there. Like what? It's uh, uh, from apparitions, uh, voices. Um, yeah, we, we actually captured... Uh, a kid's voice asking for its uh, mommy, and it actually would turn on my flashlight on and off Oh, uh, for uh, questions. Yeah, it's a push button. So I, I had it sitting on the floor and um, asking questions, and I told it to, you know, turn it on for yes and then leave it off for no. And uh, and it answered that it's a seven, uh, seven-year-old uh, kid. It's, it's, it's amazing. I got video on it, so that's on... Uh, um, our YouTube channel, and, and if anyone wants to see it, our Facebook page and, oh, and okay. stuff like that. So but, you, uh, you guys, you do have uh, videos and things available for people to check out, correct? Yes. Yeah, we have a limited amount on the website. And most of it's on uh, YouTube. Okay. All right. And so, Instagram and stuff like that. How did you hear about the Congress? Did someone, I mean, I, you know, I've been to the Congress Theater many, many times. I never heard that it was haunted or that there were... There was... yeah, you know, the, the TV show uh, that used to be on a sci-fi channel, Ghost Hunters, yes. they went there... And um, and they, they got some pretty cool evidence. They got uh, using a thermal Im- imaging camera. They got a figure that was towards the uh, the back seats. I think walking the hallway, really? you know, the balcony. Yeah, it it, w- it was pretty cool. And then uh, I've never never went in there, you know, for a concert or anything. But I, I used to work around that area. You know, been by it a million times. So I, I spoke to. Uh, the manager there, and, uh, you know, I wanted to experience it for myself, see if I could, uh, you know, get that same image they got off TV. And, uh, yeah, I, I got some pretty cool stuff there. It's And I had a, a psychic medium that uh, was never there before, and just the stuff she came up with, it, it freaked out the manager. He pulled me aside, and she goes, how does she know this? This is not documented anywhere. Yeah. But she knew about underground tunnels that the mob used back when it you know, when the place was new, she knew there was a projectionist that loved his job so much that ended up dying. I, I forget if he died of a heart attack. I think he yeah, had a heart attack, hit his head, and, and died in his one room. But there's no signs of the shower that he died in or anything. And no one knew about that. And she picked that up right away. And, 
Yeah, it, it's just a, it, it's an amazing place. Uh, it, that place just has so much going on. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been there. I've been there several times. I've seen a, a lot of shows at the Congress, and I never knew that there was any kind of uh, paranormal stuff going on. Hey, you mentioned psychic mediums. Um, uh, how often do you work with them? Well, the two that I uh, dealt with a lot <laughs> moved to Arizona. One used to be in Wisconsin. And then Susan Rowland's been on uh, WGN quite a few times. She's mm. she's so well known here that even from Arizona, she'll make the trip in uh, maybe yeah. once a month. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but uh, she was on uh, Hannah's show with me. Uh, I forget how many years ago that was, mm-hmm. but we did like a Halloween special on WGN. Okay, all but, right. Uh, but, and some of the other places that you uh, that you have visited. Tell me about the Casa Casa Madrid in, oh, Mel- in Melrose yeah, that, Park. Yeah, that place. That's the first time ever I got the F-bomb and some swear words from the other side. Okay, so we're talking vulgar ghosts then. Yeah, you know, I usually I don't stir the pot, you know, especially when it comes to someone's uh, house or business. The last thing I want to do is make things worse. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes when, you know, there's a location that has gangsters or, you know, maybe even prisons, there's certain things you can do to maybe to help, you know, uh, promote, well, not promote, but break out the activity. Like, uh, I brought some police gear with me, knowing that this place got raided by the FBI, local police, uh, county, and they would go always after the gambling money, after his safe. So, um, you know, I brought uh, a police star, maybe a nightstick and, and, and stuff, and, it seemed to stir the pot where it brought out the activity, and and, and I got a, a handful of swear words uh, there. Wow! And but, that's um, the Casa Madrid. It's uh, yeah, Melrose, yeah, it's, Melrose uh, Park. Right, it's big timers, uh, big timers sound shop where they installed uh, car alarms, tires, and all kind of place, uh, you know, stuff like that. And this was, but a- yeah, it used to be, it used to be a bar. They had two bars in the basement, underground tunnels, a strip joint. It's, just, it's like probably watching like The Sopranos, you know. There, yeah. It, so it's like a mob. It was a mob hangout. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow. All right. But then, yeah, I got all kind of voices. Some of it is residual energy. If you're there or not, it's just trapped energy that's looping over and over again. Like uh, I, I got uh, unexplained voices that women's voices offering their services. You know, what do you want tonight? Like up and down, that's all I do, and some other stuff I can't say on, uh, yeah, you know, online yeah, <laughs> on the right, air, on the but, air uh, right. right? And then um, what was really cool was there was a siren going by. I don't know if it was a squad car or an ambulance, but uh, I, I had some paperwork in my hand, and I'm like, I got a search warrant. Here's my boys. Now we're gonna find your money and take it. And then I got a voice saying, um, "You got to be effing." kidding me uh, you know the f-bombs uh, yeah. over and over again and, yeah yeah and it's uh yeah it was, that place is awesome i i would love to go there again but the last time uh i checked in i think the building was under for, foreclosure so i don't know what happened oh okay all right well all right well uh it's been really uh, a lot of fun talking to you uh, uh dave um and if people, i appreciate it if people uh would like to get in contact with you if there might be some paranormal stuff that's happening in their lives or in their house um how do, how do they get a hold of you and, and how does that work i would say the best way would be through our website chicagoparanormal.com and then the, 
just click on uh, request an investigation and uh, put as much details, uh, you know, a- as you can, you know, if, and if anyone's requesting an investigation in and out, one of either myself or a team member will get back to you as soon as possible. Okay. Otherwise, you could message us via Facebook or Instagram. That's probably the best ways to get a hold of us. Okay. So, and the YouTube uh, channel, uh, you've got videos up there of some really cool stuff, and uh, yes. people can uh, link it all up at chicagoparanormal.com.